you ever wondered where our water comes from and why we are not closer to this precious resource? Well, here is an opportunity to be part of a community arts festival to think about our relationship to our water with the Common Ground Hut Public Arts Festival that has the theme of groundwater. The, f- the festival will kick off an eight-day programme open to the public this Saturday and the festival curator, the wonderful Mark Amory, is in the studio with us today so that we can discover more about our water and how we can explore it through art. Kia ora, Mark, and Good welcome way. to B-Side Stories. What is the typical relationship we have to our water as normal citizens or here in Wellington? I've been having a lot of fun talking to people of all ages in, in the hut and, and around about and just asking a simple question, you know, uh, because the answer to your question is a tap, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you, you say, well, where, where does your water come from? They say, oh, it comes from the tap. And then the next thing you say, yeah, well, where does that come from? And then maybe there's a pause and they say, oh, well, there's some pipes. And then they might say, oh, I know, it comes from the sky. It's, it rains. Um, but even in the hut, even in the hut where I, f- I feel that people should be really, really have cause to celebrate something incredible in terms of fresh water, um, Often, often they don't know, which is incredible in terms of the amount of work that's being done by a lot of different organisations. Um, so, you, you, you know, the, where, where water comes from, I think is a really, really important question. Because mm. I think as soon as we start to think about where the water we're drinking comes from, and we can't, you know, in many countries in the world you can't take that for granted. You have to walk for water or the water quality is really, really bad. You, we, we have this kind of luxury and it... It means that we don't really value water in the way I think we're increasingly realising we need to. Exactly. And just that expectation that we turn on the tap and it comes out and then once a year we get told to try and turn the tap off when that's we're cleaning right, our right. teeth. And so when, when Learning Space, my public health organisation that I run with Sophie German, Helen Kelly-Smith, were asked to curate this Common Ground Public Art Festival, which began two years ago. This is the second oh. one. We wanted to give it a theme, and it was kind of obvious what it would be. In fact, I remember the day we first met with Pippa Sanderson from Hutt City Council, and the front page was dominated by a huge story, which was the Hutt City Council was going to buy back a huge swathe of housing on the banks of the Lower Hutt River across from the city centre uh, because of flood protection issues. Right. Huge issue. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, well... <laughs> You know, there's just another one. So uh, when we talk about engaging with water in the whole Wellington region, indeed in the whole country, the hut's actually a really, really great place to start. Absolutely. And and one of the things, so just through researching, I mean, I thought I come from Wainui Omata, so I feel like I should know more. Yeah. But, but the term, the three waters... This was new to me, and I didn't really understand that, that we had three water sources. Can you explain a little bit about okay, that? Okay, well, so we go back to the question, where does your water come mm. from? So you've just given me a glass of water to drink <laughs> while I'm on air. Um, I'm no expert, so I can be corrected, but I think this is why Nui Amata water I'm drinking. If I'm in Wellington City, right, and it has come down the hill, and yep. it's gone into a treatment plant where we're having a film screening on uh, next Thursday right. night, and some chemicals have been put into it, and then it's gone through a pipe along through Petoni. It's gone over Kotokoto Stream, where we've also got another project. And it's come through to here. Um, if I'm in Potorua, it's I think it's come over the Haywards Hill from um, sort of the Kaitoki area. Uh, and if you're living in the hut, I think uh, 
not all the water comes from the same source, but most of it comes from underground. Right. Comes from the aquifer. Yes. Uh, and it's pumped up at Waterloo Railway Station, where we've got another project. Um, so um, there are different sorts of waters, but they are, in a sense, the same water. Um, and a number of the projects, the public art projects we've got, are kind of trying to bring the conversation about both of them. So the aquifer is probably something I need to explain. Yes. It's a word that a lot of people would have become more familiar with after last year with the trouble with water quality in the aquifer in Havelock North, yes. Hastings area. So we we have an aquifer in the Wellington region, and it's enormous. It runs from about Titer in the Hutt Valley and extends out to Wellington Heads under the harbour. So there's literally an underground lake that runs from Titer all the way out. Um, so Fascinating. That is pumped up, um, and that's also the source of the fantastic water that we celebrate in the Hutt Valley yeah. uh, at Patoni, and is, now it's out the Dallas Art Museum. Right, right. So is that where that beautiful water is coming from out of the, the beautiful tap? The, the bowl that you can get that's into. Right, that's right. Is it right. Queen Street or Buick? Buick? It's, it's off just, it's Buick Street, just off Jackson Street, yeah. Right. Um, I think there's, there's actually several aquifers, there's like several layers. Mm. And I mean, I'm hoping that Wellington Water, Greater Wellington Regional Council are going to be showing quite a lot of that as part of our, our sort of hub space that we've got in the Lower Hutt CBD Great. over the festival. Great. So, um, now, where does that water from the aquifer come from? It comes from the Hutt River. It sort of slowly right. trickles down. Uh, just above Titer in there, and it slowly moves down underground. So the water is of a different age at different times that you might drink it. So the water that you would take out of a tap, the taps that are free, for the, and people are constantly taking water out outside the Dallas Art Museum, is significantly younger than the water you would get at Bullock Street. Or, indeed, if you were on Titer Soames Island, where there is a bore as well. Wow. That's where their fresh water comes from. They have a bore. They have their own. And when you come in on the jetty at Titer Soames, there's a pumping station there. Yeah. Um, that That's water that's even older because it's, it's that far into the aquifer. As I understand it, I'm no scientist. No, I know. But it's just so, it's just amazing that this has opened up this, com- you know, and I might be self, me, but I'm sure it's going to do that for so yeah, many Yeah, yeah. And, and so then the issues that you have around that are huge in terms of what's going into that aquifer, in terms of the quality of the water. Mm. Um, and then also, oh, that's when, it. <laughs> when we are, um, when, you know, um, we've, we've got issues where I know uh, that uh, Centreport are looking at doing some dredging in the harbour. There's, conce- there's concerns there about yes. uh, the, the film of, of earth between the harbour, the salt water, and the fresh water. I just saw a, a media article today about a hotel that's planned in Lower Hutt CBD where there's concerns they're going to be drilling down into the aquifer. And, and we really, it's. it's um, it's 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 a huge it's a huge issue. But I guess what I want to say is it's not so much an issue um, until there's a problem. First right. of all, I think we need to celebrate it because yes. what we have in the heart is this incredible reservoir of amazing mm. water. And um, we a lot of people will know that the Waifatu Stream, which is a very important water body in the hut that runs from say Seaview all the way up to um, all the way up along. It's a very small area. It was. At one stage, one of the country's most polluted waterways, uh, another, another issue. But generally, you know, the water, the quality of water we've got here is outstanding. So we've got to celebrate it if we want exactly, to actually retain it. Exactly, because just, it just is there for we, me. I, I was thinking yeah. it could even be nearly forgotten in my daily life. Yeah, so I think if you're going to call me an activist, well, <laughs> I'd kind of say, um, you know, if, you're not, if you don't know where your water comes from, you're not going to treat it as anything more than a commodity. And so I think we have... At least my generation have grown up 
starting to treat water as a kind of a commodity, as a unit. Yes. Um, in which some people will be thinking about water meters suddenly. <laughs> um, so if, if you actually start to do something really basic, which is to ask what is in this glass of water I'm, I'm, I'm having here at Access Radio, um, you're really starting to value it. And I think a lot of the projects uh, in this art festival are about that. Just before we move on to how do we unpack this as an arts festival with water as the theme, um, just in that research I also discovered that we use, in Wellington region, 140 million litres per day. Wow. It feels wow. like a lot. <laughs> can, you, can you do that in bathtubs or glasses of water? I don't know, but I must say I did have a major gasp because once again I think my attitude has been, oh yeah, we've got heaps of water. Are we making that much water a day, or is it being stored? You know, is that um, I, I know that I you're not you. the you'll one. Need, but you'll need to get somebody to, else on your show. I'm going to have to come down to the series. I'm going to have to come down to the festival. A, we've got a series of discussions in the evenings that um, in the Lower Hutt City Centre. So one, one of the things we're doing is we're, we're Letting Space is quite known for its vacant space work, where we take over vacant yes. commercial space and we use it. And we're taking over an entire shopping arcade um, that's pretty much vacant, and we've got about seven or eight vacant spaces in there, and there's a range of different art projects. Wow. There's a pop-up office for Wellington Water, which is the agency right, that great. supply that water. I do need to come about. down. <laughs> um, and there's a pop-up library with Hut Libraries. We've even got a Wellington Access Radio component with uh, Hut People's Radio, which we're running, where people get to tell their stories about right. water. Um, but yeah, in the evening, uh, we've got a lot of school groups in the daytime, but in the evening we've got a series of discussions um, and each is sort of themed around the different works, and that is a sort of a, a kind of a way of creating common ground where we get a whole range of people, as artists, scientists, local water activists, groups, um, a whole range of people to come together and have discussions around some of these issues. So that those might be some of the ones to come to. I must say that when looking at at this, I really, you know, be, uh, working with a lot of people, but the the different types of sectors you've been able to to pull in, uh, you as the curator and to the team, is a real credit to you. Has that been challenging? How's the engagement from the different sectors been? It's it's always really challenging. I guess I'd, I'd kind of boldly say that we're trying to create a new kind of arts mm. festival and a new kind of model, and we're kind of lucky to be able to start a little bit from ground up, sort of based on both the work that we've done around New Zealand but also that was done with the first Common Ground Festival um, and we kind of came up with a theme and then it was kind of obvious that what we wanted, what we're sort of interested in doing often with Letting Space and this is Sophie and Helen and myself is kind of, I always talk about is bring the contemporary to the community or bring these new ideas mm. about art and, and you know because when we talk about public art here we're not talking about sculpture or exhibitions we're exploring new forms of art so it's sort of in a way part of that whole discourse about visual arts but really they're all about participation and all about community um, and so the first thing we did really was to kind of go okay well we kind of need to map where this all stands there's an mm. enormous number of groups be they friends of Waifetu Stream or yes. friends of Hutt River be they Greater Wellington Regional Council um, or Wellington Water a huge amount of work that's currently mm. going on in the hut but we really need to acknowledge enormous amounts of work in terms of gathering public participation yes. to talk about water so as is just a kind of arts component. So we brought a lot of those people together in the same room and sort of workshopped what all the issues were and sort of mapped the area so that we could kind of work out what the significant sites were. So we've got 
um, projects that are at Korokoro Stream. We've got activity that is happening in Wainui Amata. We've got work that's up and down the river. We've got work that deals with the aquifer and, and, and so on. Work that deals with climate change, um, you know, and flood protection levels. So the, 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 the whole, in terms of creating an arts festival, for mm. me, it's, it's like being an artist with a huge canvas and you're kind of trying to <laughs> make everything kind of talk together so mm. that people hopefully come out of the eight days with an understanding of how that's all connected. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of work in terms of, first of all, actually talking to a lot of those people who know a whole lot, a whole lot more than we do about yes. water. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm sure. And and one, I mean, I, it's quite funny, like even if I try not to ask the big questions, they're all big. But who, um, I see there's a discussion um, at the Marae, is it uh, Te Māori, about who, who owns the water? Okay, who owns the water? It's not a discussion. There's a work called Wairua Wairua, okay. which is uh, Johanna Meachin, Angela Kilford and Alia Winter, uh, and it's a video installation and a series of walks. Right. Uh, Waifatu is a really, really interesting site in terms of what we're talking mm. about. Uh, people think of Waifatu Stream, but there are, in fact, two bodies of water there. There is the aquifer underneath. Um, and there were, as far as I'm concerned, huge injustices done um, to the people of Waifatu in terms of the land. But just as bad was the fact that their, so much of their livelihood and their whole spirit as a people was connected to their waterways and the health of those waterways. But those waterways just aren't the stream. What people don't realise is that they, used to, they, used to, they, they weren't on public water supply. They weren't connected. Wow. All their water came from bores into the aquifer and they were concreted up. They had concrete poured down them. Now, there is one, one bore... There's one bore, and it is in the name of one of the, the, the members of the Marae, and they're trying to open that up at the moment. Right. It doesn't even have a tap on it at the moment. Um, so this is a work that engages, wow. I guess, with that history, but it also engages with um, the whole health of that area. Um, Angela and Alia are taking people on these gentle walks, which they've done a series of mm. in other sites, which is really around exploring um, the waterway and thinking about a whakapapa for the water and I guess more of a, a kind of Māori view of the value of water. Right. Um, Johanna has been looking at to how we bond the Māori and the Pākehā perspectives but also a, a sort of a Māori view of the world and also a sort of Pākehā, I guess, originally scientific point of view. So she's work, been working at GNS Science yes. and um, in their water dating laboratory at Avalon and filming there um, and she's sort of bringing together a kind of scientific perspective in this Māori view into this quite amazing video installation that's being shown over a couple of weekends. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm quite excited. You can oh probably gosh. tell. Well, I'm, I'm uh, a bit astounded. Silence on the radio is not a normal thing, but I think I just bit through my uh, my microphone. Oh, my so we only do these lead. things because we're excited about them, and these works are all just but coming together even now. Even having these stories told, uh, you know, that's my land. I'm from the area, and I don't know that story. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's not even, that's a small segment of the story. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And I think those people are very quiet and sort of mm. quite dignified about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, at the moment, what they're hoping to do is actually uh, set up a little area there to provide actually free access to that, to that water right. to yeah. anyone who wants it. That's, I think, their ultimate goal. Their, their intention. But right now they just want access back to the water they always had and enjoyed. Yeah. 
So that work by jo- Johanna Mechen and Angela Kilford and Alaya Winter. Alia Winter, Alia yes. Winter. So mm. that's Wairua. Wairua, yeah. And that is on over the um, spread of the, the Yeah, week. so they do a walk and a video screening, which is under a tree, uh, 6 o'clock, <laughs> uh, Saturday the 25th, and right. um, then I, I think 11am and 2pm, if I'm right, on the, on the Sundays over the next couple of weeks. Right. So a lot of the works in the festival aren't, they, they can be quite quiet in mm, a way. Mm. There's another work um, in Anga Love Park, which is at the bottom of Kotokoto Stream, and the idea is it's sort of a placemaking project where there's a little piece of uh, commons public land that's wedged between the railway and the motorway. Right. Um, and if you go down to the beach of Petoni, the, the stream coming out is beautiful. And then it sort of just disappears. But actually there's this little area there which is ideal for the white bait to breed, and there's a lot of listeners will know white bait are right. actually a little endangered. Yes. So they're kind of creating a pocket park, lots of plantings, there's a big poster up and they're having a picnic to kind of start this off. So it's very much a sort of a slow growing project that has a celebration this coming weekend. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one myself, but also I love Korokoro Stream, but it is a really interesting juxtaposition that yeah. stream and the buildings that have been built there, and even the historic buildings, and like you say, the motorway and the railway station. Yeah, well, the history's a, fascinating. Yeah. So, you've got Belmont Regional Park's just been growing and getting so beautiful. It's beautiful walking up that stream there. Um, and there's another work that we've got next weekend, which is a walk work there. Uh, but then it goes into the small industrial estate, and then it disappears under the road and the railway, and it just pops up. Yeah. So it's actually kind of quite pristine. So the artists, Kedron Parker and, and the, the rest of the, the collective, have been working together for quite a while and are very interested in how they work around urban design and ecology and water. Um, are kind of really interested in what, what are, the, and I think this is what we are often ask with Learning Spaces, what are these places going to look like in 50 years, yeah. right? So what is going to happen with that industrial estate is no longer. It's probably going to be housing probably. Um, there's an opportunity there for this stream to be restored and to be the, just one of the most desirable places in Wellington, I guess. Great. Mark, just if there was something that, that you would like to see happen out of this festival, and, well, actually, just take a step back. Who, who are you wanting to be here and what would you like to see come out of the, the festival? Uh, well, we've talked about people knowing and understanding more their water source. Um, but I do think we're kind of really interested also putting our little art hats on, on people kind of understanding that the scope of art is huge. And that's why I do what I do. I'm just so excited about the enormous potential that as soon as you step outside of a, a gallery, and I love galleries, um, and you start to create these works that involve um, communities coming together and creating kind of new ways of participating together and doing things, um, be it involving film work and performance or different ways. This, I'm just so excited about the potential all the time. I think when I was a teenager, I got really buzzed by seeing Len Lai's work for the first time. And it was right. kind of experiences like that where you start to go, my God, art can just be this thing and the space in between things and be so many things. So mm. I, I'd, I'd really love it if we could kind of start to energise a really much broader public about what the potential for art projects are that are both really community and participatory but also the ideas are kind of fine and complex and challenging and, you know, that we all have access to that. Yeah. Great. Do you see art as a potential solution for some of the problems we have in the future? 
Um, I think it's part of the solution. I mean, I, I'm not pretending that um, artists are necessarily engineers or, um, mm. or you know, even designers sometimes. Or, or amazing tech people like we have in Wellington. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I think there is this kind of intersection space between disciplines and between different interests that art can do really well in. It's this kind of free independent space where we can kind of make connections. And I think it's really vital, I think, at a time in the world where I think we've tended to get quite siloed um, that art has this amazingly potential role, and I think that's kind of it in a nutshell, really. Yeah. Mark, where, how do we race to the festival, and where do we go? Where, where can we find out more? Okay, well, the website um, is commongroundfestival.org.nz, and all the information's there, um, pretty much. We've also the Common Ground Public Art Festival Facebook pages brimming with updates all of the time. That's um, kind of really key. Uh, we're on Twitter and all of that. Um, so that's the main one. But also it's just encouraging people just to come along and participate. So we've pretty much got something happening in the hut between 9am mm. and 9pm um, for eight days starting on February the 25th. Um, if you, you kind of want to get some direction and meet face-to-face and talk, we've, as I say, we've, we're taking over the shopping centre. Where is the shopping centre? It's now? 49 Queens Drive, right. uh, which is uh, a mere five minutes walk uh, between the river and the Douse Art Museum. So we're kind of also kind of creating this kind of walk that takes you from the Douse and Douse Square through to the river, and, and we're there. Um, there's a map online for, for, for all of that. But there's a huge amount of activity that's happening daily, um, lots of installations, lots of artists doing workshops, um, a whole lot of stuff that pretty much